Hi, I'm Candace Michelle, and this is Our Community. You know, it's been a while since my last show. I made a run for the position of mayor here in Brookings and wanted to ensure that I had no unfair advantage by using my radio platform. I subsequently lost my bid for mayor, but I'll be forever grateful to those of you who supported my efforts and voted for me. I recently heard from a friend that she was advised not to vote for me as I was, quote, for the homeless, end of quote. I can only assume that means that I care about those folks in our town that have nowhere to shelter from the rain and cold of the coming winter. I find it curious and sad that someone caring about the less fortunate among us is vilified for that compassion. This issue, like nearly all issues in a community, has the ability to be worked out satisfactorily for all with just a bit of concentrated determination to do just that. A community can either be governed by those who are always reaching for the solutions that work for all of us, or it can be run by bullies, intent on getting their own way no matter the cost to other community members. The 2022 election cycle is over, and the voters here supported the status quo. Those of us advocating for a more inclusive and responsible local government will continue to advocate. The city of Brookings and Curry County are grappling with some very serious issues, and KCIW will continue to cover those issues and report on the decisions made. Again, thanks to all of you for your support of your community radio station. So my guest today is dog whisperer extraordinaire, Kelly Hansen. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you, Candace. It's my pleasure to be here. Kelly has been on the show several times talking about some of the challenges and tips for raising and living with our four-legged best friends. Our previous conversations can be accessed on our website, kciw.org, under program podcasts of our community. So, Kelly, let's get an update on Mia, the beautiful puppy. So, how old is she at this point? Mia is now nine months old. She weighs about 40 wow. pounds. She's uh, uh, just a delight. She's learning to get along and hang out with our two Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. Um, she likes, Great. she's a rambunctious puppy, but she has to learn to kind of uh, lessen her activity when she's around these little dogs. It's not because they're older, but she's just doing really great. Thanks for asking. She's just lovely. And your King Charles Spaniels are both deaf, right? That is correct. They have, uh, they lost their hearing, I'm going to say inside the first five years of their lives, but lots of people will say, oh, that's too bad. You know, it really isn't too bad. Not for them. Fireworks don't bother them. Nothing bothers them. <laughs> Conversely, it's... Yeah, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Conversely, it's been interesting having our Mia around, who is a hearing dog, and my husband and I sometimes forget that well, you can open a bag of chips and all of a sudden Mia's here. <laughs> or, That's funny. Or, right. <laughs> she, I, can't, I can't sneak whipped cream with Mia because she can hear the... 
<laughs> does she like whipped cream? Oh, is that is that one of her favorites? What dog doesn't? I mean, come on, most of them love it. So, yeah. I don't think I've ever oh. given that to Cola. Goodness, so, drive through yeah. your local Starbucks and they'll give you a pepper, a pepperoncini, pepper, pepperoncini. I think that's what it is. <laughs> it's just a cup of cream. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, she would love pup- it. <laughs> Oh, it's called a puppuccino. That's it, a puppuccino. Puppuccino, I love so, it. So I, I saw you um, when we were Zooming at one point, um, and you had Mia in your arms, and she has definitely grown since the last time I saw her. I mean, she takes up both of your arms. She is a, oh, I haven't weighed her officially, but I'm guessing she's somewhere around 40 pounds, maybe a little bit more, but, and that's certainly mm-hmm. a lot more than our 15 pound smaller dogs, but um, 40 pounds, <laughs> really the rule that I've said, yeah. when you get a puppy or if you have a dog, I think it's as long as you can lift the dog up at any point in its life, and especially when it gets old that it might not be able to carry itself around. It might have hip dysplasia or bad knees, or there's lots of reasons an older dog can't move around right. very well. Um, but uh, yeah, she's just been just a bundle of joy, growing like a weed, learning. Um, yeah, I recently bought her. A <laughs> I recently bought her a rain jacket, and that was fun putting the rain jacket on her. And she just freezes, looking at me like, "What am I supposed to do?" With this on, I thought, well, let's go. What is this? Well, I think it was more, I put it on her and she was, she was fine. She moved around. But then it was when I opened up the door to take her outside and it was pouring. It was, it's not a light rain. It oh. was pouring. And she, <laughs> so I'm standing out in the rain trying to get her to come to me, getting wet. And she's standing underneath the awning like, I'm not getting my head wet. <laughs> Forget that. It was fun. Exactly. It was just, so just all the. What are you out of your mind, mom? <laughs> so I just, it, and you know what that is? That's just a matter of I need to condition her, meaning I need to put yeah. her in these environments. A light rain would be better, you know. Um, yes. Short, not a heavy yes. rain. Uh, putting the jacket on her more frequently, so it's something that she looks forward to. It's not that she doesn't like it. it. It was just a new experience, and quite honestly, I think it was just the heavy rain that made her not want to follow her very odd mommy out into well, the pouring and, rain. Well, and Mia's yes, <laughs> Mia sounds a lot like um, my dog Cola in that new things are not to be trusted initially, right? If it if it's brand new, Cola's going to approach it with caution. And what I'm learning about Mia is from the day she was, uh, I mean, born, my sister whelped her, so we know, she's always been the um, a very watchful, concerned, She's not the puppy to jump into the playgroup right away. It, if mm-hmm. you looked at her behavior when she meets people, you might think she's fearful of them. She's not fearful of them. I think it's just, quite honestly, I think it's just uh, it's a it's a brand new environment. If she saw brand new people mm-hmm. at the same place every day, that wouldn't be a big deal because we're going brand new places and seeing new people she adores people especially men 
she really really likes people but she'll come up to them low to the ground and shivering and just i mean you would just think she's about to Hmm. pop out of her skin um that Mm -hmm. gives me a lot of information what i don't want to do is overwhelm her in these situations so as she's lowering herself to the ground she's still going forward to the person if she was i'm not dragging her to them she's Mm -hmm. leading me there and it i think it's also the reaction that um that the humans are giving to her they're very excited they're bending over they're looking at you know kind of wide eyes like hi and that can be an intimidating posture for a puppy to see because you know, right. dogs don't look at each other with big wide eyes and all their teeth, right? They, you know, calm right. faces, they might turn yes. their head to the side, that thing. So um, so I'm not pushing her above her ability. She is um, having really good um, interactions with, with people upon uh, touching her. Right away, you can see her body loosen up a little bit. The shivers go away. They pet her and love on her for a moment. And they walk away. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, she wants to follow them. <laughs> and if she does see them again, <laughs> like if we went to Home Depot, which is a nice place, places like that wide aisles, lots of, you know, you can move past people but uh, and other dogs, but with, you know, plenty of space. And if she sees the same person come by again, hey, hi, I remember you. So... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so yeah. her conditioning and shaping is going pretty well. It's just, uh, as I said, if you have a dog that's real gregarious and happy to meet everybody and wiggles up to people, that's great. I think most puppies, lots of puppies are like that. And there is a, a handful, big dogs to little dogs. Lots of people think that this is a little dog behavior, but I've seen Great Danes act like they were fearful and you know not sure of the world. I took uh, I took Mia for a walk around the block, and um, our neighborhood had their um, garbage cans out. And she she started walking down the street. Wait a minute, what are those? She wanted to walk down the middle of the street, and we did for a little bit. And so I honestly, you know, she was kind of yeah. looking at me all fearful, and I I'm not going to drag her over to it. I it my job is to get her to walk up to it at least get close to it, sniff on it, and decide, well, that's no big deal. It might take me a minute to do that, but that's part of this conditioning thing, giving the dog a moment to kind of think about it and, you know, decide it's not going to eat them. I think that's important. No, I think it's very important. (laughs) Cola does the same thing if there's a... um some kind of a, a cart or something in the street that she's not used to seeing there, um, she gives it wide berth. Mm-hmm. She does not want to go anywhere near it. She's not, you know, what is that thing? And, you know, if I stop and and you say, you know, everything's fine and do you want to go look at it or whatever, she will sometimes approach it, sometimes not, you know. Sometimes she really just doesn't want anything to do with it. It's not, doesn't look like fun, Mm -hmm. and it isn't. I mean, it's, you know, an inanimate object, but it's definitely, yeah. (laughs) Her initial reaction is always one of, oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me look at that. Let me check it out, you know. And I think on... And that that rainstorm, 
yeah. that you were talking about when you got you, you got that raincoat for her, <laughs> for Mia. I remember because that's really been so far our only winter storm. I think was that mm-hmm. was that storm, and uh, and Cola is you know I open up the slider for her to go out, and when it's raining like that. She doesn't even get her nose out the door. It's like she immediately starts backing up like, no way, mom. I'm not, I'm, you know, no, I don't have to go that bad, okay? I don't have to go that bad. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I want, I, I think that that's, uh, I think that there has to be some anxiety in that, even just if it's just a little bit of anxiety. So, what I, you know, Cola's a much older dog. So what I want to do with Mia is, she's only nine months old, is because predictability, I can every Sunday and every every Sunday, I can take her outside when the all the garbage cans are out and I can work with that. So she doesn't necessarily have to like it, but I really don't want her to think that it's going to, it's something that she needs to be concerned about or have anxiety about. So um, she can show no interest in it, but I don't want her presenting a behavior that looks like she is fearful. I I, I would just yeah. rather get her used to it. And again, that is giving her a little bit. I mean, I could do it once a week. I could pull out our garbage can and show it to her mm-hmm. every day, um, move it around a little bit. She's funny. If you take a, a spoon, right. a different spoon out of the drawer and go to show it to her, she'll go in her kennel. Like, oh, oh, and her kennel is her safe place. <laughs> One time right. I pulled out a right. straw, and I went, hey, look, a straw. And she turned her. It's a her, different spoon, oh, Mom. Geez. She, <laughs> she doesn't turn around like she's fearful. She, it's, I don't know what that is, and I don't care about it. I'll be over here. Now, yeah. what I do is yeah. say, oh, well, that's really sweet, but now I need to show this to you. Because I don't want you thinking, oh, right. ooh, that wooden spoon, <laughs> or oh, a straw. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. So, but this kind of behavior um, can—it's—I uh, wouldn't say it's normal, but it's predictable in dogs this age, um, somewhere between six mm-hmm. months and maybe ten months in there. It's—they can be very social and gregarious as youngsters. But similar to infant, human infants, there'll be a time around, I think it's a year, somewhere around that point where maybe a little bit older, where they've been handed off to other people and social and okay. And then all of a sudden they're not so okay. And they really cling on to mommy or Mm -hmm. daddy and they don't want to go to anybody. But it's not to say that that behavior is going to continue. It's just a phase. And so this behavior with Mia, with people, and with these objects, I'm hoping is a phase. So I can show her the triggers, you know, the things that make her think, "Uh uh-oh, like the garbage can or a highway cone. Mm -hmm. She saw one of those. I was like, I don't know. What's that? (laughs) So I can show her these things in a way that she And it's so (laughs) orange. It's so orange. We were walking to the dog park, and they had, um, they're going to be doing some resurfacing of this pathway. And, and I came around the corner, and here are some 
saw horses and they had some tape to just block off the area so you don't walk in it. And we were walking past and things were fine. It's just that she, Mia, decided that she wasn't going to walk on the the walkway. Now she was more interested in the grass. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. There's a lot of mole holes and stuff. And so on the way there, I figured she's interested in the moles. But on the way back, we came around the corner and she saw that same setup and went, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not walking near those cones, uh, those sawhorses and that tape. Wow. And I, it didn't dawn on me when we were right. coming because all that stuff was on the left-hand side. It was this debris, if you will, and then me and then her. But coming back, it would have been the debris, yeah. Mia, and then me. And she's like, well, I'm not, uh-uh, I don't yeah. want to be that close to it. So then she puts herself, she stopped and she looked at it and just based on her ears, she's got these enormous ears, like horse ears, I swear, very telltale. You know exactly what this dog is thinking about from the, her ear set. It's, she broadcasts. And so I looked at her ears and I, and I, oh, okay, mommy wasn't paying attention. And that's a lesson for all of us. When we're out on our walk with our dogs, we're looking around, enjoying the weather and the sights and all the other things that we're able to see. And it's really easy to lose focus of your pet just for a moment things are going really well the dog is good that she's not pulling on the lead everything looks good and I might just lose focus on her just for a moment and then all of a sudden I'm walking and I realize she stopped six feet back <laughs> mm, yeah oh yeah. maybe I yep. should remind her <laughs> fo- you know as refocus it's again, <laughs> yes I think it's so much like that she's like a little three-year-old kid walking with me you know I yeah. could look up at the a pretty plant oh that's pretty but when I'm doing that she could be trying to pick gum off the floor so you know it's important to have my focus on on the one that I'm walking instead of you know hey it's a pretty blue sky today no what's your dog doing at the moment <laughs> so yeah you know exactly. it's a good reminder exactly. for all of us yep yeah so have you had any um, any kind of surprises in the last few months in terms of her training, in terms of um, what she's doing or any of her phases that she's moving through? You know, when, I, uh, when you first asked me that, I, my brain started to go to all kinds of different answers. But the one that just popped in my head right now is, Oh, I don't think that there's a lot that a dog could do to surprise me anymore. <laughs> I spent so much time with dogs. You know, I owned that kennel for 21 years, and uh, it's not yeah. surprising. I've seen all, pretty much every behavior a puppy can throw at the world. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of puppies I've met. So nothing that surprises me. She's developing nicely. Our handling exercises are doing really well, meaning I can clip her nails easily. I do mouth work so I can brush her teeth. Grooming, brushing her is going really well. She's great on a lead. Um, and that's probably due a little bit to her trepidation about the world, but hey, I'll take it. it although there are times Absolutely. where we'll go walking and she's she loves to chase a leaf across the street. I better be watching when a leaf comes across the street because, boy, she'll take off. But 
Um, otherwise, she's just wow. she's just been just a delight, growing nicely. She's beautiful. I think I'm finally. It's been this I don't know five months, and I think I'm now. I told my sister who I adopted her from. I think I'm actually starting to connect with her now. Really, I look at her. I'm like, oh, mm. I love you, and but. It's not like, oh, a puppy, I love you. No, I, no, I really love her. <laughs> it happened. I yes. fell in love with my yes. puppy. Yay. Hey, sometimes it takes yeah. a while, but you know. You know, it, it's, it does. It does. It, it is funny for me, too, because I've, I've had a lot of dogs and have enjoyed all of them and, you know, felt, felt close to them, felt a bond with them, but there's something about my relationship with Cola that is just different. It's just different. It's it's deeper. It's more, I, I don't know. I mean, we look each other in the eyes, and it, it's like we're, you know, we're sharing, I don't know, being alive, sharing. It's it's amazing. It's just a, an amazing, it's an amazing feeling. And that's... Uh... I think that we're lucky when we get those kind of relationships. You know, there are people who quite honestly just don't like the dog that's in their home. They'll say, you know, if there's yeah. uh, two adults in the house, you can always kind of tell. And sorry, you listening out there, but I swear I, there's something in when people say, that's his dog or that's her dog. And you live together, you all three yeah. live together. No, that's all your dog. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes when I hear that, I yeah. think, what you're really, mm, this is just me. Sometimes I hear it as, oh, you don't love the dog. Mm, you're not in love. You haven't made a bond with the dog. Maybe that's what it is. And sometimes that happens mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. um, you might not like the breed. Sometimes a partner will just bring a dog home. You weren't ready for it. You don't like dogs. You're afraid of dogs. Uh Lots, mm -hmm. lots of reasons, but certainly once they come in, it really is a good idea to, you know, it's our job to love them and give them everything they need to live a happy life. And there are stewards and it's up to us to hopefully do the best we can by them because we're really all they have to. Well, they're, they're part of our family, you know, yeah. they, they literally are part of the family yeah. and. You know, well, we'd like everybody to yeah. think that way, but I, not everybody thinks that way. Yeah, they think, oh, that's no, that's my no. husband's dog. Oh, no, it isn't. That's really your dog, too. Like we were talking about yeah. when holiday and somebody might get a pet or a puppy for a holiday present. Well, hopefully that decision or that question was brought up to the adults in the family and had a long discussion about that because just grabbing a puppy for the holidays and giving it as a present. Oh, man. that's It's like bringing a brand-new yeah. infant home. You know, and if you've ever had a brand-new infant in, in your home, you know it isn't just lay them on the couch and, you know, they'll be fine. <laughs> and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. No, you need debris. <laughs> they come with stuff. You know, they come with stuff. <laughs> they do. And puppies come with stuff yes. <laughs> too, and and you know they're they're quite a challenge. They can be the best thing you ever that ever happened to you. They can be the most challenging thing that ever happened to you. It's just how prepared are you? The more prepared you are, the better off you're going to be. Um, and especially you know, again, if 
there's a holiday puppy in somebody's future, just making sure that you've already done your homework and you already know what you're getting into and you have, a, you know, you're prepared for the puppy food wise and what are they going to chew on and who's going to take care of them when you go back to work, your child go back to school. Please, that you parents do not, <laughs> this is another one. I'm buying the dog for my child. How old is your child? Eight or six or 10 or 14. Oh, that's or so cute. Four. No, it isn't. That's yours. <laughs> that is yours because I guarantee right. you that dog, that puppy might yeah. let follow the kid or a child around and I love them very much and they play beautifully together. But I guarantee you when the dog needs to go to the vet, the child isn't going to do it. The child isn't going to buy the food. Probably, if you, man, I tell you, there are children who do clean up the poop and who do take the dog for a walk, who do mm -hmm. care for it. But I'm going to say that's the 5 to 10% of them. Sorry to say that, but I know that's true. So you better, you yep. parents and adults, it's your dog. Because when they go off to, you know, they're 14 and now they go off to school. They can't take the dog with them when they go off to school. So, you know, I hope you like whatever breed you're getting your child. You say you're getting your child because it's really yours. And and that's great. No, it's it's really true. Yeah. You get yeah, yeah. and you will spend if if you're the parent, <clears throat> you are going to spend your time feeding that dog. Yep. You're going to spend time grooming that dog. You're going to training. Like you say, you're going to be the one that takes it to the vet does the training, yep. all of that stuff is actually going to fall to you yep. as the parent. You may think <laughs> that your child, and your child may say, oh, no, no, mom, I'll take good care of it, I promise. Yep. But, you know, the reality is that you can't really ask an 8 or a 10-year-old or, or sometimes even a 12-year-old to care appropriately for an animal because they're not... They don't understand. They're not old enough to understand what taking care of mm -hmm. yeah. another being is. I mean, hopefully they're learning through this process, but and absolutely, there are going to be mistakes. It's a great learning experience. There's, hey, look, five, let's say 10% of people, maybe even 20, let's say, do it really, really, really well. You've had pets your entire life. You get it. You say... Hey, fill in your child's name. Hey, guess what, Tom? You're getting a puppy for Christmas. Yay. Or hey, open up, go around the corner. Hey, a puppy for Christmas. Now, now comes the learning part. Now comes the, the serious part, which can be awesome. I mean, really, teaching children about caring for a pet, uh, learning um, empathy, uh, learning how to care for something truly. Uh, responsibility that yep. it's it's great I mean really it can be a great learning experience as long as again getting back to the parents and the adults in the in the mix take you know training courses take the child to training courses have the child do the training it's like riding a bike you know you somebody has to teach a child how to ride a bike there's going to be crashes along the way but hopefully nothing serious um it takes some time to master, but just like anything, you know, with love and care about the critter and, and knowing that we're going to make mistakes, but as, as long as you don't hit anything, 
with, you don't hit the puppy or the kid. You don't hit them with your hand. You don't throw anything at them. You don't hurt them in any way. No force coercion. You don't have to yell at them. That's a, a much better way to get the behavior you're looking for because when we do it with love and support, we're building a relationship. I said that in the very beginning of right. our um, talks, that this is about building a relationship. Um, and it it's so much better to, do we say it's, you know, you get more, draw more flies with honey, you know, be sweet, kind. Yes. It's a lot better yes. to get what the behavior you're looking for than trying to use force, yelling, coercion. That's just adding fear to the mix and fear brings anxiety and anxiety brings a lot of things that you're, we just don't need in our lives. So, yeah. Teaching children with puppies, sure. It's very clear to me when, um, like, if I want Cola to do something and um, we we do, you know, we do the, come on, honey, let's go, da da blah, 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 and she's not, she's not responding. If, if I sound angry, Mm-hmm. She immediately goes into f- the fear mode, mm-hmm. and then nothing will mm-hmm. happen. I mean, at, I can be, I can be firm, and she will respond to a firmness. Mm-hmm. But if I have anger in my voice, yep, she shuts down. Like immediately, she just shuts down. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that's not a good. That doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's really lovely that you figured it out and you respect your animal enough that you know that that doesn't work, so you don't do it, I'll bet. You don't do it because it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Right. So what's the point? Right. And and if I even hear it starting, you know, if I'm frustrated for some reason, I I hear it in my voice and I change my, my tone. Lovely. Because cause I'm not going to, She yeah, she's not going to do what, what I wanted to do as long as I've got that anger. Yeah. It, it's just not going to happen. Yep. And and why, I mean, why go down that road if it doesn't work, right? Why why do that? Why stress her out and stress me out? I mean, it just doesn't, you know, why, why do that? You know, I yeah. think a lot of people do that because it's human behavior, not dog behavior. Human behavior, lots of times, you right. keep doing the same thing right? You keep hitting that wall to get something, but hitting the wall doesn't get you anything. Isn't that the definition of insanity? Mm-hmm. You keep trying the yep. same thing and you, yes, and it doesn't, doing and it, it doesn't yes. get you where you want to go. <laughs> so no, exactly. Exactly. But you keep on trying because I don't know, maybe just this next time it'll work. Yep. It's like, no, no dogs. <laughs> There's no cheese no down cheese. that. Yeah, I think exactly. dogs figure that out exactly. a lot, e- a lot faster. If it, if I jump up yes. on the counter, yeah. if I jump up on the counter, I'm a dog. If I jump up on the counter and I get the pat of butter, uh, and that was really super tasty. Yeah. And tomorrow I jump up on the counter and there's a sandwich, and I get the sandwich and I eat the sandwich. The next time I'm going to come back into that same place and see that counter, the chance of me jumping up is pretty dang high because I keep getting rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. So what we, so what I want to do, yes. we don't want to give a reward for a behavior we don't want, right? So there's right. getting into counter surfing. That's a, I'm, there's people out there who have dogs who 
can get up on counters and really do eat things off counters and that's a it's not fun but you know you, I know. you can't leave stuff out on counters <laughs> I had a dog like that she ate a whole pizza we were like wait a minute wait a minute there was a pizza here <laughs> oh my gosh we turned our back and the pizza was gone I swear but both my husband and I still talk about it like that was very weird it was just gone and the dog was laying yes. on her bed like I didn't do anything really very <laughs> swear weird <laughs> Very smart pizza, dog. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, so again, when they... I'm full. <laughs> I don't need to worry. <laughs> when a dog offers a behavior and gets a positive response, the likelihood of them yeah. repeating that behavior is very high. So when we're working with yes. dogs, then we when we give them positives after doing a behavior, the, the chance of them giving us that behavior again is higher because they're getting a positive response or getting a positive outcome, sorry. So if they put their bottom on the ground and we give them a piece of cheese, the chance of them sitting next time because they go, oh, hey, cheese is in the environment. Again, kind of like, hey, butter is on the counter. If I jump up, I get the butter. Hey, jumping up is a good thing. Well, we don't think it is, but the dog learned it is. So be careful about what we're training them because they're learning all the time. Yeah. So when we yell... Yep. You know, yelling can, and I've seen, I've, I've been at homes before where there was a, a puppy in the room when the football game was on and something fabulous happened on the football game and everybody went, Yee-hoo! and yelled and jumped up and down, scared the daylights out of the dog, really did. It took a while to get the dog to come back into the living room. Yeah, it, and no, I'm talking days it that really freaked the dog out. So, oh. so raising oh, voices and having yeah. loud conversations sometimes, you know, look, just being aware of the right. animal that you have in your space, no matter what's going on and, right. you know, family coming to visit and that kind of thing happening and people playing games and raising their voices and having mm-hmm. fun. But lots, but I think in some mm-hmm. families, sometimes raising their voices because arguments are happening, maybe, can be, an, you know, just another right. time where it's not for the animal and it's not for the kids and the dogs, you know, if we're going to raise our voices in having uh, adult conversations, it's just best to put those sensitive ones in another room where they don't have to listen to adult kind of things and it freaks a dog out, really, if we're yelling and carrying on lots of times. Not every dog, but watch the next time you're yelling. I'm not going to – don't say go into a room and start yelling. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But, no, you know, the no. next time – yeah. Not a good idea. No, I, I've noticed, you know, because I, I like football a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and – I, when I'm watching a football (laughs) game, I get very involved Mm -hmm. and I get very um, emotive. Yes. Right? Yes. So I will definitely start yelling and, you know, and, and Cola, generally speaking, will take that as, okay, now we can play. Oh. So if I'm making a lot of noise, then she'll say, okay, now, now, now it's playtime. Oh, great. Right? Which is much better yes. than her being scared yeah. and leaving the room, yeah. you know, yeah. because she's frightened. So, yeah. But it's going to be interesting because, um, because of COVID, uh, we haven't had any company for the last 
three years over Christmas. My daughter and her family have not come down, um, and so it's been pretty a pretty quiet household here. You know, it's just me and Phil and and Cola, and we're fairly quiet. You know, unless there's football on. So I'm a little bit worried, I guess, about you know how the how the environment is going to change for Cola when my daughter and her husband and my grandson, who's 12 and a half at this point, come down for Christmas this year. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. And they will have a small dog with them, a pug, who <laughs> is, um, well, a pug. She's, she's queen. You know, she's, she's queen. She's a pug and she's queen. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about, you know, how, how do we make this transition okay for COLA? Um, beautiful question, you know, because uh, um, that's happening all over the place. Yeah, families are getting together after a long hiatus. And lots of these dogs are brand new puppies and they haven't been around families before. They, they don't it's a it's a brand new it's a brand new bag so in any new yep. behaviors what we want to do like we were talking about earlier was always have an eye on your dog so and know who your dog is those dogs that are real super social you know doesn't matter where you take them they're just the life of the party love 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 uh, with all dogs and people coming over you you know number one making sure that food items um, are not at dog level because there's a lot of things that people are going to be eating that shouldn't be given to dogs and there's a laundry list of things you can find lists like that online there's lots of places to find stuff about what dogs should not eat at thanksgiving yep. and holiday times so that's one thing the food they can get into because people aren't paying attention and their noses are going to food they're going to be potentially knocking things over, knocking beverages over. So again, it's so much like having a toddler in the house. You want to make sure that your dog is well exercised. Um, try to make their life seem as normal as possible. So Cole is a dog that enjoys time, quiet time. So there should be a place for her to retreat. She, my dog has a kennel space that whenever she wants to, she puts herself away. And I know if people came over, she, hmm. she would come and say hi, but she would put herself away and that's perfectly fine. And understanding mm -hmm. when they put themselves away or you do, the owner, I want all the people out there in Radioland right. to hear this. When someone puts their dog away, do not go visit their dog. If someone puts their dog in a room and closes the door, don't go in that room and visit the dog unless the person goes with you. If a dog is in a room in a kennel, mm. don't go in that room and go up to that kennel and think, oh, you you know, I haven't seen you in a year. Hi, Muffin. That is not the time to say hi to Muffin. Mm -hmm. Muffin might not remember you. Muffin might mm. not like you being near Muffin's mm. kennel anymore. Muffin might have <laughs> decided yeah. we have some serious resource guarding going on and that could be some big backward step if people approach dogs when they're in their safe place because 
just like us, we need our safe place, our little time out when things get a little overwhelming. So knowing your dog and giving yes. them some time. So we want to make sure that they're well exercised, that they're fed, that you keep them on their potty schedule as much and their feeding schedule as much as possible. It's going to look different because now they're not going to be eating, maybe they're not going to be eating their dinner in the kitchen with just two people because now the kitchen has 10 people. Right. So you, you know, move the food into a different <laughs> yes. place and just making sure that it, you're giving them the respect. What does their life usually look like? And we're going to, we're going to do that. They're going to get their play time, their love time. It, it might seem different. It might be in a little different place. They might have to spend a little bit more time alone or in a kennel, but that's for their own good. Mm -hmm. Crate training a dog is a lovely thing. It's where they go when they feel fearful or they're tired or they just need their own place to go. And it sure is a handy place to be able to bring a kennel with you when you go to somebody's home. Like hopefully that pug is coming with a kennel so she has her own little queen bee nest to go to. It's a good yeah. it's a good we, thing. We can hope. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So you're giving your dog the, all the benefit of the doubt again. You, you're, we're not just locking them in the back room and forgetting them because you're busy with the party. Um, I've had people, whether there's two people in the family or five, a good idea can be to um, one person gets to be the dog manager for that evening. And oh. it's really nice when it's not the person cooking the meal and doing all the work. It's nice to have a partner or somebody else yes. that can do it. Yeah. Yes. Cause they, <laughs> right, because they know what the rules are. But as long as one person can be doing it, it really, it's, it's a lovely thing to do. I've been hired, uh, actually, um, like large parties, even weddings before. I've done weddings where I'm the one handling the dog. So, you know, whether I'm teach, I train the dog to run down the aisle and stand there for the IO or IOUs, oh. uh huh. I do's, <laughs> IOU. Yeah, IOU. Freudian slip. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I, do, I do, I <laughs> do. So, having a dog manager, somebody handling the dog, like again, going back to an infant, yeah. it's like having an infant. Great somebody, idea. it's a, for everybody's sake, it's a good idea that at least somebody is watching out for the dog, can potty it, can play with it, right. um, can bring it out and hang out with the people if that's okay. We just want to make sure that, you know, the dog is happy, the people are happy, and it's just a matter of management. You can absolutely do it. Just um, assign a manager if you can. But there's a there's a big difference between that kind of uh, an approach to your dog and and your your company's dog if they're bringing um, a dog with them, and just kind of treating your dog like a piece of the furniture, right? You just kind of expect the dog to just be a piece of furniture, right, and not make noise and not and that that's just not it's not who they are and and if you do have a relationship with your dog, you know that that's not who they are. Mm -hmm. they, they need your attention. They want your attention and they need your attention. And if they don't get it 
in the ways that they are used to being able to ask for it and get it, they're going to up the game. And that might not be pretty or fun. Very well said. Yeah, they might do things you don't, you're not too happy about putting them if they're not used to being by themselves and you put them in a room and think they're going to be just fine and come back a while later and they ate through the mattress or they ate the leg of something or they urinated and defecated on something. That's a really good point. They're not a piece of furniture. They're a living being creature in your home that needs the same respect that you give them every other day. It's just is going to take a little bit more work because you have company. The other little thing to add to that company thing is people coming over to your house and, you know, it. nobody ever watches the door. People come and go and come and go, and so many pets go missing, go run out the front door when you're going to say, hi, look at somebody, wow. open, you know, ding dong, and you open the door and the dog just runs out because people don't, they're not watching out for the dog. So there's ways to do it. Certainly you could the person managing the dog could be the person answering the door as well or, you know, putting the chips back in the bowl or cleaning up or doing something like that. You could absolutely keep the dog on the lead and walk them around. When I manage dogs at these big parties and weddings, that's what I do. Show them around, bring them around, have them do sits and, you know, maybe give them a paw, high five. Um, it's an enjoy. It's a very That's enjoyable great. experience, and it's a learning experience for the dog as well. That they get to learn how to be right. appropriate when there's other people around. So if you have somebody managing the dog, then the puppy or dog isn't jumping on people, or you know, if they're fearful, they're not you know nipping at their heels or stealing their sandwich or knocking over their drink or all you know all the kinds of things that dogs do when you're not. Geez. <laughs> yeah, I hey, I had a daycare and boarding yeah. business for years and I got really busy this time of year not necessarily people were going out of town people were having parties they're like we can't have the dog at the I mean it's just uh, it won't work <laughs> they don't have a manager or they yes. don't want they didn't think about just hey somebody in your family that's all their job is just have the dog on the lead right. as long as they know what to do with the dog on the lead you know you know, they have to walk it around right. and potty it and that kind of thing. But um, I think that right. that's, a, right. that's something that people can do. If you can't have somebody managing the, the dog, then it's a good idea to just put them in a place where they can kind of be quiet and on their own. But, you know, have a TV or radio playing, come in and check on them every, you know, hour or so or more if you need to. And, you know, because, again, we want them to enjoy the process as well. And again, just make sure if you're going to put your dog in a room because they don't do well with people, put a sign on the door, lock the door because kids open doors and go in. And our job is to protect the dog. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. We want to protect our children as well. But we have a dog in, in the house. You protect the dog and then everybody else is safe, I think. Yeah, exactly. So so what about the um, the visiting canines because um you know there there must be uh, an appropriate way for when that when that little pug comes up the sidewalk <laughs> and my dog is looking at it like yep. <laughs> <laughs> mom what is that and <laughs> there must be an appropriate way yes. to kind of 
introduce them so that Cola knows that her home is not being violated Mm -hmm. and the pug doesn't think that it has to protect its people from my dog. Correct. So I think lots of times when people travel with a pet, especially bring a pet to somebody's home, the most part, they think their pet is going to do fine with everybody everybody else's. So I'm guessing this isn't uh, a a mean or an ill-behaved dog. And sometimes people have to bring ill-behaved dogs. I've actually had to do that before as well. And that's just management. We're having to make sure that the dog uh, is in uh, not in a stressful environment. It is. It's getting everything it needs. It's getting you know walking and food and exercise, just at shorter spurts. And we you know we have to keep the dog over there sequestered mm-hmm. from everybody because he literally bites. So as everybody understands mm-hmm. that fact. Everybody, yeah. all the humans can be happy. The dog can be happy. So when you do bring a home, your a pet to somebody else's home, firstly, if if uh, if I'd like to write a list, I'd like to say bathe your dog first. Make sure you have a clean, flea-free animal. Um, people are lovely that they'll let you bring your pet to their home. So it's a really nice idea that you present a clean, well-taken-care-of pet that hopefully doesn't have fleas. You know, I don't know. It's kind of a nice. What an amazing What thought. a nice thing to do. <laughs> so that they're clean. Hopefully, they're well behaved. Mm-hmm. And you know, well behaved. What does that mean anyway? Because it's it's so different. People just have a different list. For me, it's don't jump on people. Don't uh, bark at them. Certainly, don't bite them. Um, and just do what we just right. do what we ask. I don't think that's very. Difficult. Right. It just is. Um, it just means that we need to train them to do these things and uh, uh, set our expectations realistically. So, if you're bringing a puppy to somebody's house, right. you can't, you know, expect that this puppy isn't going to jump on people and do these things. But you can keep your puppy on a lead. You can keep him in a little X pen area. You can bring your kennel. Um, you know, again, getting back to children, when you travel, you bring your kids, your children's items. When you travel with your dog, it's a good idea to bring yep. your dog items. So you bring a kennel that they can hang out in. Um, if you know what an X pen is and that's appropriate for you, it's like a doggy play pen. That can be a nice thing. Um, all the chewies for them to hang out with, um, but it isn't like you're bringing your pet over and you're going to come into somebody's living room and unclip the leash and think that your dog is going to behave like it does at your home. Because no, it isn't. Oh, no, there's all kinds of different things to smell and to to sniff on. Exactly. And where's the front door and where's the yeah. back door? Um, uh, yep. the, oh, just a tremendous amount of things. Um, the other thing is that when you do arrive at somebody's home it's the best idea to especially for the dog that lives at the home you're showing up to that why don't you have your initial greeting outside the front of the house on the sidewalk someplace that the the dog who lives at the home doesn't spend all of its time because you know Mm -hmm. there is dogs can become defensive over their um, property 
um, and possessive sometimes. Right. So we want to introduce them in a neutral environment, which is, you know, not where any of these dogs spend any of their time. So it can be at a park or literally right outside the front. Uh, it's also a good idea. And not to say that when you introduce the dogs that they're going to like each other right away. They might not like each other. You might have to take a walk up the block. It might take you a minute. You know, it's not going to be, oh, let them, you know, in the backyard to run around. They're going to love each other. Hey, just like people, we don't all love each other. And it, and yeah, older, exactly. right? And sometimes older <laughs> dogs to younger, pushy, you know, it, it's a whole dynamic. So, just like we were talking about when people come to a home and what we do with dogs that live there, it's a very similar kind of consideration when you bring your dog to somebody else's house, a very similar consideration. When I go, I always keep them on a lead. I keep them near me. Um, I, I'll bring an X-Pen out and set up a place because I just want to be respectful. I don't want my dogs running around somebody's house. Lots of people say it's okay. But I, my dogs might eat something or get underfoot. They're small. They can get stepped on easily. It's just for my sensibility, it's easier for me to know what they're doing and where they are all the time. I mean, maybe I'm a helicopter mommy yeah. dog, <laughs> mommy, yeah. but they well, stay out of trouble know, that I way. I mean, it, if you've got a dog that's, yeah, if you've got a dog that is, that's young and ambitious and, you know, wants to explore... It, there are things in other people's homes that that dog should probably not be exploring. Correct. That, you know, might be dangerous for the mm -hmm. dog. So, you know, yeah, you want to keep an eye on it, I would think. And potty or, you know, potty training as well. The, the dog, the visiting dog doesn't necessarily right. know where it's supposed to go. And if it's a young one and they want to potty furthest away from where they spend a lot of their time and that might be down the hallway in your bedroom, you know, they just kind of snuck mm -hmm. down the hall right. because somebody, yeah, you just, you just, it's so easy just to forget them where they are for just a second. Another little tip that you could use yep. when you do take your dog to somebody's house is, uh, especially if they're smaller, to put a, a collar around their neck that has a little bell around it or on it because that little bell oh. reminds you that the dog's right there. In medium-sized dogs, I've had bells on dogs because you just forget that they're underfoot or they're even in the room sometimes. So yes. you hear that little bell and, hey, exactly. wait a minute, who's behind the couch? You know? And that's, <laughs> yeah, the chocolate lab with your favorite sandal. It's like, oh, man. So I've had that happen before, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a good no. thing. <laughs> yeah. So lots of little tips and things so, that you can. Kelly. Yes, ma'am. Well, I, it, I, you know, I hate to cut us off because, you know, that we, we get into such great conversations <laughs> and it's really, you know, unfortunate. But the clock just keeps ticking. And, All right. Well, the next thing I know, we're down to, you know, right? A couple we're, of minutes. We're down to like, we've got three minutes. All right. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> so, um, you, do you have any last great tip or something for um, the holidays and our pets? Lucky you. I would say um, be aware of their environment. 
um, things are changing a lot. People are coming in, decorations are coming out, things that they've never seen before. Puppies chew on things and swallow things that you might not even be aware of. So keeping an eye on your dog, knowing, again, what food is out, uh, what what could they put in their mouth, what could they step on. Um, is there a door that is left open that, you know, somebody left a door open? Just keeping an eye out for them, I guess, really, because we're so distracted this time of year, uh, rightly so, with, you know, people and all kinds of things. Just make sure to keep an eye on your baby, too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's important to remember that it is like having a baby. I mean, you, you would not... Yes. You would not set your baby down on the couch and walk away and and not think about that baby for another six right. hours, right? You just wouldn't do right, that. So, right. yeah, yeah, it's good advice. Good advice. Um, well, Kelly, this has been great as always. I love talking to you about this stuff. Um, I always learn something, and that the stuff that I learn from you makes my life with cola that much easier. And for that, I am hugely grateful. So thank you. Oh, it's always my pleasure. Ken. And I it's hope really... you come back soon. <laughs> Whenever you'll have me. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to thank our audience for listening and supporting your community radio station. We're now streaming. So folks anywhere who have an internet connection can now listen to our station. Visit our website, kciw.org, to find out more. And please support our efforts to keep bringing you interesting and relevant all-volunteer community programming. You can donate, sponsor a show like Our Community, or become an underwriter for the station. Again, all that information is on our website, kciw.org. And we thank you for your generosity. This is Candace Michelle for our community. See you next time. <music>